0: So welcome to the Beavers, the Cubs, the Scouts, the Brownies, the Guides. All your families and friends who have come, all your leaders. Fabulous to have you here. Have I missed anybody? I don't think so. So I'm Susan and I'm helping to lead our time together this morning. It's a very special day today. It's Remembrance Day. Now you'll, hopefully you'll have noticed that we've put some questions on your chair We just want to give you a few moments as we come to the start of our Remembrance Day service to have a little think and talk amongst yourselves if you want to as well about these questions here. So on Remembrance Day, what are we remembering? Who are we remembering? How are we remembering? And why are we remembering? So just a little time for us to consider what we're doing here today on Remembrance Day. So if you'd like to take a few moments to think about it yourselves, chat with someone next to you if you want to, and then we'll come back together. Thank you. Thank you for having that time just to think about what we're doing and to share some thoughts with each other. Would anybody like to share some of the thoughts that you've had about remembrance?
1: We we pick poppies because they were the only flowers that can grow on the battlefield after the war ended.
0: Right. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Why are we remembering? Because it's important to pray for other people when they died in the war, and it's like you're a really nice person to them. Thank you. For what we are remembering, we are remembering the soldiers and others in the country who sacrificed their lives in World War One and II to help this country.
0: Brilliant answer. Thank you.
1: We are remembering all the soldiers who died because if we don't remember them then we, we won't remember how devastating the wars were and we might have like more we'll we'll just have wars again and again. So we need to remember how many people died and remember that we shouldn't have any wars.
0: Wow, fantastic answer. Thank you. Is there anybody else that would like to answer? I mean, they're very good answers. Oh, there's one here. No, nothing left to say. You're right. Let's have one more then.
2: If I said very simply Most of my immediate forebears were at the sharp end of most of every big battle in two world wars. And I saw the price that they paid afterwards, the price that the people, the newspaper editors and the politicians don't mention. And it destroyed them. They had to spend a lifetime coping with
0: it yeah thank you john thank you thank you very much for sharing those thoughts and i'm sure we've all had our own thoughts as we've been discussing them as well let's just be still for a moment and gather our thoughts as we come to worship god and to remember thank you lord for the opportunity to worship together and to remember thank you that you're always with us in times of joy and times of sorrow, in our worries and in our hopes. Please help us to be aware of you being with us now and to celebrate your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: The reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 52, verses 7 to 10. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say, Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy when the Lord returns to Zion. They will see it with their own eyes burst into songs of joy together. You ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God.
2: Lovely. Thank you very much for reading for us. Begin to pray. Father, we thank you for your promise of peace, and I pray you'd help us. Hear that and know that for ourselves today. Amen. Amen. I wonder what comes to mind when you hear the word peace. Maybe something like this famous picture. you got Churchill there in the middle and then Harry Truman from the US and Joseph Stalin shaking hands in Germany at the end of the Second World War. Maybe you think of Churchill giving his famous V for victory sign. Perhaps you remember John Lennon and Yoko Ono recording a song in bed inviting us all to give peace a chance. Or maybe you know this book, Peace at Last. Anyone know that book? Good. I'm glad you know that book. It's a wonderful book. Poor old Daddy Bear is tired, and he can't find anywhere in the house that is quiet enough to go to sleep until eventually he finds Peace at Last next to Mummy Bear. For me, peace probably looks like a mountain with a beautiful crystal clear lake, miles from anywhere and anyone, peaceful and quiet. (laughs) I love you all, I promise. (laughs) Some days, life feels so busy, I can't even imagine what peace might look like or feel like. And then when we see all these flags, peace doesn't just seem far away. It seems impossible. There's a famous date, Monday the 11th of November, 1918. I suspect it's a date that will never be forgotten. I hope not. It has a special name. Does anyone know the special name of the eleventh of November, nineteen eighteen? Yes. Apart from Monday, I did look that up. Yes. It's Remembrance Day. It has another name as well. That's a bit of a funny word. Yes.
1: It's called Armistice.
2: Armistice Day. It's called Armistice. The very first one, so we now call it Remembrance Day. But the very first one was called Armistice Day. Does anyone know what an Armistice is? Yeah. You want to give it a go? No. John? It's actually a truce, a ceasing of fire. It is a ceasefire. That's what we would call it now. Thank you, John. It's an important first step towards peace to stop fighting each other. When Daddy Bear was looking for peace in Peace at Last, he was trying to find somewhere quiet without any annoying drip, drip, drip noises, or any of the others. Oh, I think Mummy Bear starts by snoring, doesn't she? <laughs> When I sit looking at a mountain lake, it's wonderful to me because there's no noise apart from maybe some birds. There's no distractions. There's no mobile phone signal, usually, although these days there often is. There's certainly no road noise. There's no work. There's no one placing demands on my time. All that is gone. It's somewhere else, and I can have peace. But real peace is much more than that. In the Bible, peace doesn't mean that all the bad or annoying things have gone away. The word means something that's complete or made whole. Here's a jigsaw that's not quite made whole. But if I made that jigsaw, it would be peace in the Bible. It would have peace. Here is a full set of Harry Potter books. They are complete. So in the Bible, peace means whole or complete. And it also applies to relationships. Now, I'm sure you're all perfectly lovely people and never upset anyone ever. No? Hmm. I think sometimes we do things that upset other people, don't we? And sometimes they do things that upset us. Sometimes we need to say sorry, and sometimes we need to forgive other people when they've hurt us and they say sorry. When that happens, our relationship is made whole again. It's got some peace in the Bible sense. So it means working together. So we don't just forgive someone, but we try and work together with them in the future. It's much harder, but it's much better. And that's why in that reading that we had, Isaiah says that the coming of God's peace is good news. It's not just the absence of something. It's the presence of God and his reign. A time when people will shout for joy. And sing songs of joy. It's not just that one day all these wars will end. But that the best king, sorry King Charles, will reign. God will reign. When Jesus returns to Zion, to his people, to reign. We won't need to make flags like these. Because there won't be any war anymore. There won't be any fighting. There won't be any pain or sadness. Everything will be as God intended. There will be perfect peace at last, like Daddy Bear found, to the ends of the earth. So for Christians, there is hope for peace, and it's more than a vague wish. It's a promise, and we have confidence and trust that one day God will bring peace. But what about now? If I'm honest, looking at all these flags, I mean, it's quite awful, isn't it? These are Conflicts, Dan said, where there's at least a hundred people have died in them uh, just in the last year. Is it 72 around the world? There's only a couple of hundred countries in the world. I think it's awful. The world feels like a big old mess. All jumbled up, no shape. Everything feels broken, it's all over the place. The world feels like that. You might feel like that. You might feel a bit sort of broken and jumbled up inside, like things are broken. But the good news is there is more than this mess today. God doesn't ignore us or leave us in the mess. There is hope. There is hope today because God sent his son Jesus into the mess so he could start straightening things out. There is hope today because God sent his son Jesus into the mess so he could lift us out of it. There is hope today because God sent his son Jesus into the mess to bring life and light so we can see things as God sees them. We can see things start to take shape. The mess of this world, the mess in our lives, it is not the end. There is hope and there is hope in Jesus who brings peace, who brings wholeness and completeness, even to the messiest mess of a jumble. So I invite you today, don't take my word for it. Come and see. Come and see Jesus for yourself. Come and know the peace and the wholeness that only he can bring. Amen.